I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness, Episode 48. Today, we talk about grief, the dance of self-discovery through trauma and loss, what we need to know on this don't-miss life-changing episode. This is Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness. Life-Changing Wellness. Here's Dr. Ward Bond. Welcome everyone to today's program. Before we begin, if you could just do me a favor, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today, rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. And I encourage you to look up my show page on RadioMD.com slash Dr. Bond. Well, my guest today is Edie Nathan, the author of the book, It's Grief, The Dance of Self-Discovery Through Trauma and Loss. She has a private practice in New York City, and as a certified sex therapist, hypnotherapist, and a certified EMDR practitioner with more than 20 years of experience, she offers her clients valuable techniques to conquer the obstacles often faced when surviving loss and trauma. Now, for two seasons from 2009 to 2011, she was the psychotherapist on the A&E series, Psychic Kids, Children of the Paranormal. So let's welcome everyone to the show, Edie Nathan. Welcome to the show, Edie. Thank you. It's good to be on the show, Dr. Bond. Yeah, I'm very interested in the subject of grief. Could you kind of start us off by defining grief? You know, what is it? Grief is a deep loss that we feel within our bodies, within our souls, within our spirit that stops us from being the best we can be. And it occurs when we've lost something, when we've been traumatized by, oh, physical abuse, sexual abuse, war, and the loss of a loved one, of course. So it grief affects us in so many ways, in little ways and in big ways. And actually, in the book, I call them the big G's and the little G's, the big griefs, which are just the griefs that hit us over the head and maybe even stop us from being able to live the way we want to live. And the little G's that we, we have all the time that we're faced with, uh, the loss of a job, um, the, the, the loss of a, of, of a house, those, those can be the little G's. They can become big G's. They can become bigger griefs if we can't find that job or we're not able to find new housing. So uh, I, it's, it's a broad, broad conversation about what grief is and how one defines it. Well, let me ask you this, because I know, uh, you know, you've read the, written this book, It's Grief, uh, The Dance of Self-Discovery Through Trauma and Loss. Now, did you yourself experience trauma and loss that led you down this path to, to write a book that can definitely help others? You know, it's a, it's a great question, because I, that's exactly why I wrote the book. I survived sexual abuse. Uh, I lost my first love to cancer. Uh, I was bullied as a kid, and I wish I'd had a book like this to guide me, to help me through those very rough times. And it was through all of these losses and my experience of facing my own grief that I realized, wow, I am meeting a person within myself that I never knew existed. And though I wouldn't wish any of those experiences on anyone, they helped me to grow, to mature, and to understand myself in ways that I could not have comprehended. And in some ways, the, the losses, the abuse,
abuse was a gift because I can now pay that forward. Well, isn't it interesting that, you know, when we think about ourselves or think about other people, there's an outer self and then there's an inner self. So we can portray to other people how we are on the outside, but on the inside, we can actually be experiencing things that we're not sharing with others. And in a way, it's stopping stopping us from moving forward in life and absolutely fulfilling our destiny and purpose. And and grief is one of those things that can actually stop us in our tracks. Yes. Correct? Yes, that's absolutely correct. It it can stop us in our tracks and often it goes misidentified. And and what you're talking about, um, actually I, I discuss in the book as masks. We have the masks that we wear and we wear them to the world. And they're like the I'm okay mask or the you know what, I'll be fine, don't worry about me, but inside there's such a deep mourning, such a deep grief, and you you might go home or you might um, sometimes, you know, the coping behaviors of someone who is grieving might be to go to alcohol or go to drugs or, you know, sleep too much or overeat, and those might actually be telltale signs of someone who is internally grieving, yet it's not been identified. So often we identify grief as, as, oh, well, that person's got anxiety or depression. And surely maybe, maybe that's in existence, the, the anxiety and, and the depression. But there's also a grief that might very well be the cause of the depression or of the anxiety and, and then poor coping skills. And the goal is to kind of unmask the self, be more honest and go inside the self, and, and that's where the self-discovery is, and, and that's really where the gifts are as well. Yeah, let's look at the self-awareness, because, you know, one thing about life experiences, uh, they shape us, they, they mold us. So how can grief actually become one of our greatest teachers? So what we like to do with grief is avoid it. <laughs> and, yeah. And yeah. we, you know, right? <laughs> and we will do anything to avoid it. And we'll put it behind us. We'll step over it. We'll try to just stomp on it. But it just keeps popping up. And it's a, it's a teacher when instead of going into the avoidance dance, what we do is we befriend it. And we say, okay, I'm going to walk with you. And maybe you can be my guide. And I actually can learn about myself. I can learn how to cope with with my anxiety, or I can learn how to to temper my sleep so that I'm not sleeping too much. I can learn tools that actually enhance myself. So I I was never really a writer yet. While I was grieving, actually going through the loss of of my partner, I. I started to write. I started to journal. And in the, that journaling process, I, I began to understand what my, my partner's name was Paul. And I, I got to understand, you know, what a great teacher Paul was in his, in his dying. I, I, I was going to be, the trajectory of my life was I was going into the corporate world. And all of a sudden he was gone and I was 27 years old and I had nowhere to go. And it was, it was, his his death that actually inspired me to go into this field and that was such a a moment of self-discovery and learning and enabled me to then also be generous and pay it back to other people what I learned 
And it is such a gift to be able to take the pain and turn it into a gift and then give that gift to someone else. And it, it becomes a, a, a almost a spiritual uh, piece. You know, the, the soul is speaking and the soul then gives gives to another and then that person, that person's soul gets it and then they move forward with it. And, and that is self-discovery. That is, those are the aha moments and they, they keep coming over and over again. It's an awakening. Yeah. And, and definitely, um, millions of people need a new awakening today. And, uh, you know, grief is something that it's like you said, you know, we can define it as the dictionary defines it, but everybody goes through grief in different ways. Some of them try to bury the past. Uh, you know, I think probably one of the most damaging things to a person's uh, spirit or soul is sexual abuse. Uh, people do not understand uh, how traumatic, how uh, mind-changing it can do to a person. And, you know, someone like you who has experienced it, I've talked to others who've experienced that, you know, how did you use that type of uh, grief from that type of trauma and turn it into a positive? So it's such a it's such an important question because it, I it, we 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 often don't think that having been sexually abused can ever you, you know it's not something you get over and grief you know what I say is grief is like your fingerprint it's as individual as you are so the way that I tolerated that sexual abuse was to avoid it, to forget about it. But then it, it starts to rear its ugly head, you know, when you get older, or when you start to have more, you know, intimate relationships. And it's different for everyone, but that's what happened for me. And there's a point where it's like, okay, I, I must actually sit with this. I must meet it. I must learn about how it's speaking to my body. And the, the, the place that I came to within my own healing was actually to learn about forgiveness, to learn about the importance of of thinking about my perpetrators and thinking about how young they were as well and how I had to really find a way in my own heart to say, wow, for them to have done that to me, what pain they must also have been in. And yes, they created pain but I, I, I am of the belief that people can only create a pain that they have experienced themselves. And it was within that realm of forgiveness, uh, the intensity of, of, of holding that, that I was actually able to, to, to no longer avoid the, 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 the sexual abuse piece that was in my life, but actually engage with it, walk with it, and and speak to it now as we're as we're having a conversation around it. And you know what's funny, Doctor Bond, is when you talk about something, it 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 it, it has less um, power over you. When you swallow it and keep it silent, it rules you. Oh, I agree. I agree. The, ladies and gentlemen, that is some very powerful words from Edie Nathan, and you need to realize that. And and I think, Edie, you said something very uh, vitally important here, that when something like that happens, and, and ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about grief today, and we're just kind of, I just kind of put in 
the sexual abuse here because it is the most traumatic. It is the one that can, you know, destroy the the spirit and soul of a person, uh, cause them to lose trust in mankind and, and others. And, and like you said, if you hold it in, I mean, it's going to be a boiling pot where eventually the lid's going to come off and no one knows where that lid is going to go. And forgiveness is the biggest thing that to me it's it's the 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 very action that sets people free and uh and people you know you can say uh you know i forgive this person and sometimes we have to walk through forgiveness and say i forgive that person every day until we end up with freedom on the other end and like you said and, and as an example sexual abuse is something that does stay with someone uh forever but it doesn't have to rule that person. That's right. That's exactly right. And forgiveness, you know, I, I, I often think that people believe that forgiveness means, oh, I'm going to forget that this happened, and it's not about forgetting. Forgiveness right. has nothing to do with forgetting. Forgiveness has to do with how you're going to, how you're going to envision, you know, who hurt you and, and that they had to know pain in order to to give it to to be that perpetrator and and so you're you're not forgiving the act you're forgiving the fact that they they must also have known something so horrendous and that got translated unfortunately to to me and to to so many people out there and you know we're we're talking now uh, so much about people who have you know been abused and it's in the news and and I, I think about folks who who don't have access to to help or to even be be you know be able to to talk to someone about something that that may have happened to them and and it is we are often in silence around it. So um, if you don't have anybody to talk to, if you live in a closed community or a small community, write about it for yourself and 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 start to. Just let out some of the feelings, even if it's just a word a day. It doesn't oh. matter. There's no right and wrong. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. And what about the, how do you how do you counsel someone that is going through grief, but that person, even though something had happened to them, and let's say it was not their fault, but mm -hmm. they start to feel that it is their fault, that it was their fault in some way that it happened, but they were just the innocent bystander. And they're going through grief. How do you talk to them to help to lead them out of that into a more positive mindset? So, a lot of you know, a lot of times people carry with them what I call negative cognitions. A cognition is a thought, and it's it's my fault. It's it's I I I I did this to myself. And who's to say that those messages are just coming from that? you know, with, within the client, you know, the supposed client, mm -hmm. um, or, and that it's also coming from people around them that may, may know of, of, of what happened to them. And the, 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 the first step is to, to kind of realize that we have a wonderful brain and we have the ability to change the way the brain is in, in, it, it, it thinks and holds information. So, the first step is to start to play with the idea of changing the thought, changing the negative cognitions into a more positive cognition. 
So it's my fault might be changed to I I I didn't do anything wrong and I don't have any real data to show that I did do something wrong. And there may be an uh, an argument back, but we play with the, these cognitions and we start with something, you know, really simple. And it might not even be around the grief or around, you know, what they believe is 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 their fault, but rather just I'm a good person. I'm a good person and and just take it at its at its easiest level without even really going straight to the issue. Uh, it's it's really important sometimes for people not to tell their stories immediately when they come into therapy. It, it's actually better for them to, to learn to trust the therapist before those Correct. stories get unbridled. So, um, But it's starting with the cognition and with the idea that the brain actually has the ability to change. And we start with that because that's, there's data behind it and we can prove that. And then we go from there. So are, how how does this work? And you know, let's talk let's let's talk about someone that may have PTSD, okay? And mm-hmm. they're experiencing grief, uh, they're having flashbacks. How do you help them uh, to lessen those problems with you know that trauma they experience? You know, it could be a, a military veteran that was in Iraq or Afghanistan, or someone. Uh, I just talked to someone last night that was in a a horrible car wreck. They did recover, but they were still dealing with some type of mental trauma and uh, just just trying to get through that. I mean, what do you say to those people? So the, the, the first thing, often people will say it's my fault or I should have done it differently. And though that thinking is very destructive thinking. And a lot of times they will also not share what's really going on within them. So I I really try to help people break down the different emotions that they're experiencing. And because often people don't even have the words for what's going on. Are they frustrated? Are they angry? Are they anxious? And what's getting in your way the most? A lot of times people who are feeling traumatized aren't sleeping. So we might first work with helping them to sleep. Getting some sleep, getting them into some REM sleep can actually start to calm the body. I work on many different levels. I work on the soul level. I work on the body level. I work on the emotional level. And the body will will tell us what's going on, as will the emotions. But often we don't have the words. So I will actually do what I call psychodrama, and I will do role play in my office and I will have some part of the accident or some part of the limb that was hurt or some part I used to work with. Uh, that's actually at the, the VA here in, in New York. And uh, we we used to do role play with the hoarding part of them. And, you know, a lot a lot of vets will often, you know, hoard. It, it makes them feel safe. So we will really bring out the different aspects of the self and they will really, they will begin to have these conversations with all of these different aspects. Once that comes to life, it's, 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 it's really rather remarkable how alive they become in, in these interactions with these aspects of the self. And when the breakdown of these aspects come alive, 
healing begins because these parts of the self have been kept silent, quiet, hidden, um, and there's often a lot of shame around it. So we're bringing bringing all of that up and bringing bringing those aspects, really be, making them alive instead of dead. And um, that that aliveness is the part that contributes to the healing. You know that you bring up something very important because a lot of people want to bury the, you know, bury the the thought of what caused the trauma or loss. They want it to go away, but you know you're telling us to, you know, there's a way to bring it out front. And in a way, when we bring it out to where the person can actually see it in a different way, and and actually get through that process to where the healing process. And I am so thankful that you know you focus on the body you focus on the mind you focus on the soul and spirit because you know we can't heal uh with just two out of three we we need to focus on all three of those areas so i highly commend you for that i want to kind of flip the switch here a little bit and make a quick turn you know how do different people or how do different types of people experience grief we have extroverts we have introverts there's omniverts how does each one of those groups experience grief in a different way? So the in, instead of thinking that they experience it differently, it's how they cope with it differently, actually. An extrovert, if we think about what an extrovert is, you know, they go out in, and, and, and talk to people, and, and the way that they tend to heal is by being in groups or with crowds or by going out. Um, they, they're not going to get, be home sitting and reading a book or watching something on TV. They need to get out of the house. That tends to be, you know, how an extrovert will, will cope. So there, an extrovert might go and find a a group for grief. Uh, An introvert, on the other hand, they're not going to find a group. They're not going to even want to touch a group. They're not going to want to be anywhere near a group. They might do one-on-one therapy, but it's going to take them a little while to even think about that. So, because they tend to be the way that they heal, the way that they gather their strength is 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 by being more alone, being more you know to themselves. There's it's not good nor bad. It's just you know everyone is different. And then there's something called an ambivert, and the ambivert is is really a little bit of both. So depend situationally, depending on on if if a person has let's say been very very social they may need to then kind of be home and doing something on their own cooking or reading a book um although someone who is grieving oftentimes their concentration is 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 shot and they might someone who's an introvert might say you know what i'm just going to go home and i'm going to stretch i'm going to listen to some music um so someone who is an ambivert will do a little bit of both, and it will really be situational. It will depend on uh, where they are. It will depend on, on on mood. It will depend on how they've been nourished recently. So uh, those are the three types of, of kind of personality types within the ambivert, introvert, um, and extrovert spectrum. And everyone well, is different, and there's no right or wrong. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now... What what's our biggest mistake uh, that we can make when facing grief? Thinking that we are not doing it right, that we're not healing the right way, and unfortunately, we get messages from people who 
are well-intentioned and yeah, say, yeah. Friends you know, and family. get over it. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Get over it. it. Get, what's on. wrong with you? Yeah, forget about right? it. Move yeah. on. And it's like, so, so the self-discovery piece is, is right here because you, you, what I teach my clients is you tell that person that says to you, move on. You tell that person, maybe you need to move on. I need to be exactly where I am. And by having a voice and generating that voice and having the, the potency of that voice, that gives you power. And to feel empowered in your grief is also self-discovery. So the hardest thing is often what other people say or what, or what other people think. And the person who is grieving, who, who is really coping with trauma or loss or mourning, the, the, the best thing for them to know is they will, they will do this in their own time. And it's not a year. It's not six months, it's not two years, it's not three years. I lost my partner, it's over 20 years ago, and and he was my first love. And I will tell you, I'm not over him. I, I don't ever want to be over him, but I've integrated the loss. And what I mean by that is, I live with it. And I remember him in peace and in grace. But it's wow. not about forgetting. I, I love that. I'm going to ask you a two-part question here. Uh, what is okay. the best approach to overcome grief, and should every griever be in therapy? So the best approach is as really as as individual as you are. With that said, don't do it alone. If you are really suffering, acknowledge it. And if you are an introvert, reach out to 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 a, an anonymous like online therapist, reach out, do your, do your research. It's easy to research and it might be a little bit hard and you might need a friend who you can collaborate with, but don't do this alone. You know, we get in our own ways. So uh, therapy is, it can be very, very helpful. But again, therapy is not meant for everyone. And there are therapists out there who are very well gifted in helping people move through their grief. And there are therapists who have less knowledge around this topic. And it's just important to find a therapist who you are comfortable with, who you can sit with, who you don't feel judgment from, yet who will push you to recognize the gifts that you carry as you move through this process. Yeah, I completely agree. And for all of you out there who are listening to our conversation, I'm talking with uh, Edie Nathan. We're talking about her book. It's Grief, the Dance of Self-Discovery Through Trauma and Loss. And look, there is no weakness in going to see a counselor or a therapist. Uh, I've done it in the past. Uh, it's probably one of the best decisions I ever made. Uh, and go and seek uh, the right person. And it does take the right counselor and therapist that, you know, you want to be comfortable with and and to, you know, go through the healing process, especially what we're talking about today with, with grief. But uh, if you have any type of problems that you need to overcome or, or need better self-discovery or how to uh, do things better, counselors and therapists are there to help people. Uh, we just need to cast down our pride sometimes and uh, walk through that door and take the first step. You know, it, it may be scary the first time, 
But for many of you listening today, it could be the very thing that you need to put you back on the right path. Now, Edie, I want to ask you this because this is, uh, we have a, we are living in a society that I never even dreamed that I would be seeing. So why does it seem like the national grief burden is at, is at an all-time high and is actually the 24-hour, seven-day-a-week news cycle actually causing this problem? There are there's two ways to answer this question, so I'm going to really kind of do both, do, you know, really respond to this question. Yes, it's the news cycle, and it's the way that we get information, and we're living in a different time. We have access 24-7. We have access to, to news. We have access to everything that's going on around the world, and we are really consistently being bombarded with, you know, news of wars and, and death and and abuses. Uh, so we, we, we've got, we've got that 24-7 news cycle that, that really is bombarding us. And, you know, the psyche can only take so much. Yes. But uh, on the other hand, we've, we've also got a, like a communal grief, um, that's, that is just hitting us in the United States. And it's, it's really tough to hear of, of, of children being, you know, murdered in their schools and it's, it's, and we feel helpless. And that, in that helplessness, there is a grief and it might charge a grief within us that has yet to be dealt with. So what happens is we, we hear of something on the news, um, and it, it, it doesn't really matter what it is, but it, 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 if it's trauma and it's traumatic and it hits you because there's some, Thing within you that has not yet been realized, but you've been traumatized at some point in your life, then you start to feel the grief and the loss and the trauma, and it can be a surprise. And we, as a as a united, you know, front, we are being hit with with so many stories where we don't have any control, and it's that loss of that sense that we can do something, we can change what's going on, that helplessness that is often part of anyone's grief story. So it is the 24-7 news cycle because we're not escaping it, but it's also the fact that because of that news cycle and because of the, the new violences that are occurring within our United States and really across the world, that um, there's a helplessness and a sadness, a pervasive sadness. That is a grief. Well, I completely oh. agree with that, and I limit my news cycle to a very bare minimum during the day. I've just learned to scan the headlines Good. and not sit there and yep. dwell on it. There's life to be lived, and I think That's people right. need to realize that. And, and I think we're becoming numb to, like you said, mm -hmm. there's one disaster right after another. Um, you know, we don't see, we don't watch, you know, when we watch the news, we don't get to see or hear, hear anything about happy stories. So it's always on the yeah. downside. But, uh, that's right. So how can all of my listeners learn more about you? So they can certainly go to my website, which is ednathan.com. And that's edynathan.com. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram and 
And I'd love to hear from your listeners. And if they have any questions, uh, you know, don't hesitate. I'm very, very much available. And your and your book is available where? Um, they can buy it right now through my website. So all they do is go to the website and they can purchase it through the website. Uh, thank you so much, Edie, for coming on to Life Changing Wellness today. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation with you. And I know that you have given us a lot of valuable information in the areas of grief. And uh, thank you again. And thank ladies you, Dr. And, Ward. Uh, thank you so much, Edie. And ladies and gentlemen, please go to Edie's website, edienathan.com. Uh, you can go to my show page at radiomd.com slash drbond and look up her information. And if you're dealing with grief, buy her book. It's called It's Grief, The Dance of Self-Discovery of Trauma and Loss. So please check that out. We are here to help you every step of the way with your body, your mind, and your spirit. So ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life-Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or on my show page at radiomd.com slash drbond. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds and rate the show on iTunes. Thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. And you can learn more about me at drwardbond.com. And thank you for listening today to Life-Changing Wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Ward Bond. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. God bless.